Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Doria Shafrier. And we are not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. A little bit of housekeeping before we get the show on the road. You can visit our website, Forever 35 Podcast, for links to everything we mention here. Our Twitter is Forever 35 Pod. Our Instagram is Forever 35 Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook in a group where the password is Serums. You can shop products mentioned on the show at shopmyshelf.us slash Forever 35. We have a newsletter at Forever 35 Podcast.com slash newsletter. And if you want to reach us, Send us a voicemail or a text at 781-591-0390, or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. <sighs> wow. Wow, Kate. You really ran through those. That was a lot of information. <laughs> and the nice thing is we're going to give you a lot more today. I know. I'm excited. 
we're doing something we've never done before. That's true. We do not have a guest today. <laughs> nope. Nope. Just going to be us gals. It's uh, just the two of us, if you will. And we're going to do a kind of like lightning round sort of like icebreaker type questions. Yeah, like kind of like getting to know you type stuff, which like we yeah. do know each other, but I also don't know any of your answers to these questions. Same. So I'm very curious about how this is going to go. A same. And these same. are like silly questions. Like we're not going to be like, what's your favorite serum? Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I looked, but also they're not like super deep existential questions. I looked Thank at God. the Proust the Proust questionnaire because I remembered Vanity Fair used to have people like fill out, I think like an abbreviated version of it. And the questions are all extremely deep. And I was like, I, I just don't think we're like, we're, we're up for this right now. <laughs> no, I don't need to do... I don't need to do that. And like, also, you know, we could do like Vogue's 73 questions. Oh, yeah. But like, we could. Can I be honest? I feel like they're kind of lame. Oh, wow. Real and like, talk. Well, and I also just want to say that those Vogue videos, while I watch them, they always feel very rehearsed. Like, I would love it oh. if Vogue was actually asking questions and the talent didn't know what they were going to be. But, like, they right, always... because the it's answers, the same questions. Yeah. Yeah, and the answers always feel so... Like, I'm thinking of Kendall Jenner's... Now, why is this the bug up my ass right now? I don't know. But, like, it bothers me how planned it all feels. That's all. This is a really, again, <laughs> this is a real, I am really becoming, um, as we've established, a curmudgeon about everything. I know, and I'm here for it. Yeah. So that's one of my pet peeves. Vogue's 73 questions doesn't I feel, feel like organic. This is, honestly, I feel like this is a step in like becoming a reformed people pleaser is being vocal about the things that annoy you. Yeah, am I just like unleashing? Is 2022 the year that I start to just let it all go? I think you are. Well, but Dory, like, also, let's be real. It's not like I'm worried about making Vogue mad. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if you had written all those questions, I would never say this because I wouldn't want to hurt your feelings. Mm. But like, what wow, is Vogue so I, gonna so do? So now I know that I can't count on you to be honest about my work. <laughs> all right. Definitely. Definitely, if your work is coming up with 73 questions to ask celebrities, Duly I, noted. I probably won't be honest with my feelings. Well, we'll see. Maybe I will. Let's see how bold I get today. Okay. All right. All right. Should we get going? Okay. Yeah. And this is going to, this whole questionnaire is going to reveal so much about us because I know I can't I'm already wait. struggling with the first question. Okay. Well, I have an answer for it. Okay. Oh, why don't I ask this? Here's our first okay. question today. If you could have any extinct animal as a pet, which would you choose? I mean, I would obviously choose my namesake, the dodo. Okay, that's what I would say, because literally that's the only animal I could think of that is extinct, other than like the woolly mammoth. I mean, I know like I was, dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. But like, <laughs> I, was like I was sitting here and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I can't think of extinct animals. Um. All right. So we would both have dodo birds. Yeah. I mean, Maybe did our you dodo sing? birds would be friends? Maybe. I mean, they are very weird looking. They're very weird. Also, how big are they? 
I don't know, but they were alive within the last century. Were oh, they, wait, they were they were three feet tall. Ew. Oh, I would hate it. Wait a second. Oh I'm so they dumb. Were big. I, I said they were alive in the last century. It says the last dodo was killed in 1681 on this website. I just looked this Britannica.com. Wait, I thought dodos were alive in like the 1800s or the 1900s. <laughs> no, they I mean, I think they like I, I, I feel like we already knew they were extinct. Like when Darwin, you know, did all his investigating. All his theorizing. Oh, my God. They are a flightless bird. Yes, they were a flightless bird. Which is a great iron and wine song. Um, there's another extinct animal called the quagga that is a subspecies of the zebra that is extinct. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, woolly mammoths woolly mammoths are actually kind of fascinating. I would They're love to see one. So big. Yeah. You, it, would, it would be like the size of your house. Would it really? Are they that big? <laughs> I think they're enormous. I mean, because they're like shaggy elephants with giant tusks. Okay. They, they could, they were, they were like, like they grew, they were like nine to 11 feet tall. Oh my God. And they weighed around six tons. Oh my God. And I think horses weigh like two tons. So Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Dory, what's your favorite snack at the movies? Okay. I I have two I have two answers to this. One is to put peanut M&Ms in popcorn. The other is Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. I don't eat Sour Patch Kids at any other time. Like it's just not something that I crave. But at the movies, I want some Sour Patch Kids. I What about you? I just like a buttered popcorn and I will sometimes also like to mix in an M&M situation and like do kind of yeah, how I you mean, suggested same. a sweet yeah. and a salty. Yeah. The other snack I will only get at the movies are junior mints. Oh, okay. You know, like <laughs> I would never pick up a box of junior mints except totally. It's like my mom eats good and plenty at the movies. Oh, well, we've established that my mom used to eat good and plenty. Yes, also, because like, it's such a boomer candy. Ugh. I tried to eat them in the last few years, like feeling nostalgic for my mom and like missing her. And I was like, this they're will bring so me closer. <laughs> I had one and I was like, Bleh. I can't even believe it. that they're still sold. Like who? I, I mean, look, no offense to anyone who loves good and plenty. I guess I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. So you know i feel like enjoy your good and plenties in yeah. peace <laughs> occasionally you can yuck a yum if it's like a good and plenty yeah okay all right fair fair um okay what's the best sport to watch but not play kate gymnastics ice skating like any great olympic oh. individual sport Okay, that's good. Wait, does that I count? Gonna, I mean, oh, go yeah. Ahead, sorry. Why not? I was going to say soccer. So much running. <gasps> yes. Oh my god. And basketball is too much running. And I liked playing it, but I love to watch basketball. Yeah, At soccer. I actually find quite exciting to watch. Yeah, but God, but that field is so that big. Field, it's so big. I mean, maybe <laughs> if I was the so goalie. <laughs> It's so big. It's huge. <laughs> when I watch like World Cup soccer, I'm like, these poor people, how do they, 
how do they move oh, this yeah. much? I mean, when I started playing tennis again, it really hit me just how like the the absolute elite level of these like pro tennis players. I'm like watching the U.S. Open. I'm like, oh, they're playing for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. With like no break, and no break. it's just them. Like it's, it's so much cardiovascular. Yeah, it's so intense. When I first learned how to play basketball, because I learned in my mid thirties, I never understood how much running—not only running, but like you have to get to the other end of the court so quickly. Yeah, and I would be like huffing and dry heaving my way. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is so oh phys- not, not to mention like the actual not like the strategy of the game and the physical like skills with your hands that you must learn just the running alone god bless all basketball players y'all are amazing yeah Oof. all right what movie makes you laugh every time you watch it i'm so curious to hear what your answer is to this you know, I, if don't know. T- I have one. So well, if you want me to go, I can go. I haven't watched this movie in a long time. And so it might not check out. But I feel like Wayne's World, like I'll always. Oh, that's a good one. But Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar is like a recent one for me. I know this came out in the last year and a half. But like, I've watched that. S- and I laugh every every time the woman at the boat club picks up her saddle to walk out. No one's talked to her about her horse. I laugh so hard. Okay, tell me yours. Okay, so I think my my like number one is Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, like you know what? Yeah, story. That's that a movie just one. like still makes me laugh. I've seen it a thousand times. It's just so I find it so funny. The other thing I was gonna say is like. Any Christopher Guest movie. I, I rewatched mm-hmm. Best in Show like within the last year and like it's so <laughs> funny. It's so dumb and it's so funny. I also like, I guess I like sort of, it's not like dumb humor, but it's like, like I remember I, and, and this did not hold up when I rewatched it, but when I was younger, I could watch The Naked Gun like, Oh my God. Yes. A million times over. And now it's like a little too Ooh. stupid. Um, but not to mention featuring OJ Simpson. Yeah. Um, and offensive. But yeah, so that, that's an example of like a movie that I used to find so funny. And now I, I've watched it in the last like 10 years and been like, Oh, no, no, no. Wait. Do you know what's still funny to me what? is dumb and dumber? Oh, yes. All those Jim Carrey movies are funny. Ace Ventura. I mean, that is a funny movie. Cable isn't guy, that, isn't it? Isn't Ace and Ventura transphobic at the end? Am I oh, remembering? I don't remember. Correctly? I mean, have I seen it since 1997? No, no. But I have seen Dumb and Dumber like in the last three years, and, and it is still funny. Okay, you know what movies I bet do not hold up, but at the time I found them very funny. Um, are all the Adam Sandler movies? Oh, we just watched. <laughs> We watched Billy Madison with our kids. Does Billy Madison hold up? I need to know. It's so hard because, like, there's so much kind of like weird sex, uh, like sexual, like sexual harassment almost of the teacher oh, that yes, he ends yes, up yes, dating. Yes. Right, but like, but yes, it's like still funny. Parts of it are still funny. Adam Sandler 
is he's so funny. still funny. I feel like the he's wedding so singer funny. probably also still. Oh, is good. I bet that holds up. I'm I'm curious if Happy Gilmore holds up because I used to, that movie I used to find so funny. Oh, the other ones too with Chris Rock and David Spade, and I can't, of course, like Fat Man in a Little Coat. What's that one? I don't know. David Spade and Chris, not Chris Rock. David Spade and Chris Farley had kind of a run of movies that really made me laugh. I will say, like, oh, I mean, also- does like Uncle Buck hold up? <laughs> I feel so basic. <laughs> like what? Like Will Ferrell, and this is not oh, a movie, but like any old SNL any- with Will Ferrell, like enough- I would, I would say any Will Ferrell movie from like the early aughts, like Elf. Elf is yeah. really funny. Oh, Dory, I love Elf. I make my family watch Elf every year, Elf and they is are like really over good. It. Elf, I will watch Elf with you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> you need someone to watch Elf with. I do because, like, every year we're like, it's holiday movie time, and I'm always like, Elf. And oh, you know who like, else? Like, speaking of like comedians who I I feel like I would watch any movie of theirs and just laugh hysterically is Melissa McCarthy. Oh my god. Like the heat, the heat is so funny, so good. Bridesmaids, oh, bridesmaids, so fucking good. Bridesmaids, Kristen Wiig, I also just find like, and you know who I also find like funny and everything is Maya Rudolph. I just love Maya. Oh Rudolph. yes, yes, yes. She's she can be so deadpan, oh, and perfect. And she's got a great singing voice. This is fun. I okay. haven't. This is fun. I haven't rewatched it. Now I'm just thinking of funny movies. I haven't rewatched it, but I, I did laugh very hard at Girls Trip. Wait, why am I blanking on Girls Trip? Oh, the Tiffany I, Haddish. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert. When they have to like zip line across New Orleans, <laughs> New Orleans. and who, who pees? Is it, is it Regina? Is it Regina. I think it's Regina, but I don't remember. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, that's so funny. Is it Regina Hall? I can't remember who pees across. Girls Trip is so funny. It's laugh. That is a laugh out loud fucking funny movie. Okay, wait. You know, and I feel like I've mentioned this. This somehow came up on the podcast before, but that Eurovision Song Contest movie. Did you ever watch? Oh, it's so funny. Yes, that's what I was thinking of with Will Smith with the little tiny like Will Ferrell's. Not Will Ferrell. Sorry, whoops. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, with Will Ferrell. Yes, they're also Rachel McAdams is very funny. Also, you know who's kind of funny? The guy cousin Matthew from what's it called? Downton Abbey. He's in that. Is he Dan Stevens? Yes, Dan Stevens is the like hot. Russian singer who tries to steal oh, yeah, Rachel McAdams right. away. <laughs> oh, I could just talk about funny movies for like an hour, but what I a guess great we new should... podcast idea we have. The funny movie podcast with Kate <laughs> the and funny Dory. movie where we just remember movies that were funny and laugh. <laughs> I'm sure it will be a huge hit. And then just move on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Never mention them again. <laughs> Okay, what I'm very curious about this one for you. What celebrity would you want to be your best friend? This is really hard. This is really hard. All right, and then we're going to take a break after we answer this question. I kind of... So, I feel like if I... Like, am I looking, like, what am I looking for in a best friend? Am I looking for someone who's going to be like wise and warm and, you know, Mm. someone I like, I almost 
see as like a big sister type because if so, I think it would be Michelle Obama. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. Because I also feel like she's fun. Yeah, she like would she be knows fun. how to she knows how to be she knows how to have fun. She'd be an amazing big sister. I feel like she would like show you the ropes, oh. but also be nurturing, but also like Yes. Like and also like keep you tell in line. you she would yeah, she would keep you in line. She would like tell you when like you were doing something fucked up. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I she know. might just be my answer. What what about you? What's your answer? My initial like reaction when I saw this question, and I'm just gonna go with my first reaction, is Drew Barrymore. Oh, that is also a good one. Drew Barrymore seems legitimately fun. And like she doesn't take herself too seriously. And like mm-hmm. she's open to uh self-reflection. Yep. I really Drew Barrymore, I think, was probably like one of the first celebrities I started following on Instagram. She was always doing like remember she would do um what was that mask, that skincare mask, like tightened your face. Oh, the um, we did it once. Did we do yes. it on Instagram Live? It begins with an H. Why can't I think of that? I can't. And you like paint it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. The Hanacure mask. Hanacure. That's right. You never hear yes. people talking about that anymore. No, must, must have been a fad back in 2018. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, for some, Drew Barrymore seems like the real deal. I think that's a really good one too. And I would hate to meet her IRL and and have that not be the case and feel really let down. Like I want her to be what I think she is. Yeah. Also like I hear her that. autobiography, Little Girl Lost, a fucking classic. A mm. classic celebrity autobiography, a must read. All right. Um well, Kate, you know, we should probably take a little break. Let's do it. We'll be RB. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly 
the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in 
women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious dynamic. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. All right. We're back with more questions. Kate. What is the perfect weather for you? The perfect weather to me is like Los Angeles today, which is kind of what some might describe as Mediterranean weather, not Los Angeles when it's super hot. I had the absolute privilege of studying abroad in South Africa, and I spent most of my time there in Cape Town. Mm -hmm. And Cape Town has amazing weather. And that is kind of Mm. like... I had never felt I had been I was from, you know, from Massachusetts was had been in college in Maine. And then I moved to this warm climate and I had never felt so good in my own body as I did the six months I lived in Cape Town. I felt it was just it was just so the weather was just so incredible. And they have a, quote, Mediterranean climate. So that's where I land. That's where I I mean, right. So right now in Los Angeles, it's 68 degrees outside my window it looks mostly cloudy i feel like it's been ranging from partly to mostly cloudy yes, today it's it looks sunny like the, where i am right now the sun is going to come out here in, in about an hour um yeah i agree i feel like high 60s is like my mm. preferred temperature i also do not like full sun like i need some clouds i like a cloud cover on the alternative i never want to see snow again like i I don't care about when like cold oh, winters. I I had the same thought. And you know what thought I also had? I was um at a meeting at my son's school this morning and we were sitting outside on like they have this like patio, shady patio. And I was like, you know, growing up in Boston and like living in New York and Philadelphia and like I had been to LA starting like in my 20s. But I, I was like, why did no one tell me that like this existed? <laughs> like, why did no one tell me that like life could be so much better with good weather and that it like really affects your life? Because I just like, it is, I, I don't know. People make a habit of talking so much shit about Los Angeles. I mean, that's changed in the last 10 years. But like in New York, it, I like 
we looked down on Los Angeles. I had never like barely ever been here. And I was like, what a trash city full of fake people. Like I just was so obnoxious about it. And truly, you know, it was probably what was best for the city so that I didn't move there. Like they don't need everybody coming here. (laughs) It's like my mom, I remember. So my, you know, my parents are from the East coast and my dad got a job in San Francisco. And so they moved out to San Francisco and my mom loved it. She loved, they lived her for two years when I was a baby. And like, I think she would have moved back instantly. I think, and it was just that feeling of that weather. Like, even though, you know, you get, oh, it's overcast and can be cool in San Francisco. I just think it's, it's such a mood shift for many people to not be in that miserable cold. Now I have friends who like love snow. So, you know, everybody's different. Everyone's different, but yeah, I definitely was thinking about that today. Yeah. In fact, um, you know, my grandparents got married in Los Angeles before my grandfather oh. like, shipped out to the Pacific during World War II. Oh, wow. And like family lore is that my grandmother really wanted to stay here. She wanted to stay in Southern California. And my grandfather was too like attached to his parents and like wanted to move back to Boston. Whereas I love my Boston. grandmother had grown up in like racist, like a racist anti-Semitic part of Pennsylvania and was like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, maybe I'm just like fulfilling her wishes. I don't know. All right. You're, you're living her legacy, Dory. I'm living her legacy. Kate, would you rather live in a world without television or without computers? Oh, and and to clarify, this is a world in which we can't like put Netflix on our computer. Well, and see, watch this it, is right? my this is my question because no. I feel like it's sort of a a like you know you like we can watch TV on our computers now, so there's no this. It's not a great I think question. For the sake of this question, we have to assume we can't watch TV on our computers. Okay, okay. Because otherwise, right. obviously, we're choosing computers. Yes. What are you choosing? <sighs> And I'm going to include phones kind of under this. Oh, like smartphones. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because they're tiny computers. I think I would rather live in a world, honestly, without. (sighs) I think without computers. Because ultimately, they impact my mental health more negatively than TV. And so if they Mm -hmm. were gone, I think I would be in a much better headspace. I think also for people of our generation, which was really the last generation to grow up without the internet mm-hmm. as kids, like mm-hmm. we had a computer, like we got a computer, I think in eighth grade, we got a Mac I rem- and like, it was a big deal that we had gotten a computer. Oh yeah. But like, like I basically use it as a word processor. Like there wasn't like anything else you could really do with it. And, you know, I had a typewriter for a long time. Did you have a word processor? I had a word processor. I loved it. I did have a word processor where you would like type things on like that tiny little screen and then you would like, and then it would print, it would like type it for you. (laughs) Yes. It felt so fancy. processors. It did feel, yes. feel really, really People, fancy. There is like a, a tool that you can use that's like a word processor for your computer that a lot of writers use so that they aren't on their computers. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, I have. I don't know what they're called, yeah. but they're like little 
tiny word. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I think I think I would be a much happier person without computers, even though I'm addicted to them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, here's yeah. probably the most important question of this survey that we're going to um, okay. ask each other. Which would you prefer, a tiger-sized hamster or a hamster-sized tiger? This is not even a question for me. Oh, my God. This is like 100% a hamster-sized tiger. I know. Who wants a tiger-sized tiger? I mean, I have so so many just like issues with hamsters generally. I hate hamsters. The thought of an enormous hamster is like a literal nightmare. I know. I know. (laughs) Now, if it was a tiger-sized tiger and it wasn't going to hurt me, I would be open to that. But can you imagine a giant hamster? It like makes me feel physically ill thinking about it. No, it makes me feel ill. It makes me think of those um, hamster... (sighs) those Kia commercials and those weren't even tiger size. <laughs> oh yeah. And it had a hamster, didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were hamsters. Gross. <laughs> Sorry, hamsters. But we're Sorry. I mean, no disrespect to the hamster community. And I know there are hamster lovers out there in the world, but not a big size one. Now that being said, a hamster sized tiger sounds super creepy too. This all is just as a weird one. <laughs> it's a weird one. All right, Kate, would you rather have no siblings or 10 siblings? 10 siblings easily i think so too yeah me too dory um yes which would you choose between being a movie star or a rock star i think a movie star what about you oh interesting a rock star really okay oh yeah a rock you star just- I, like, you know what? You know what I think is like holding me back from being mm-hmm. a rock star. Come on. Um, the <laughs> thought of it? doing. <laughs> Here's what's holding me back. Here's what's keeping you back from making the life choice of a rock star. <laughs> the thought of doing an arena tour seems so exhausting to me. <laughs> like. That is so much. It's so intense. Night after night, you're performing in front of like tens of thousands of people. Oh. You have to be perfect. Like it's, it's, it's like physically taxing. I mean, I get that you're getting a lot from the crowd and it's very like adrenaline and all that, but like, I don't know. That life seems really exhausting to me and not like, and like ultimately sort of like unfulfilling. Like you're kind of like always chasing this high. I don't know. Wow. But I mean, did you see Harry Styles at Coachella? That's what I'm imagining. But do I'm you want to s- be Harry Styles at Coachella or do you just want to watch Harry Styles at Coachella? I mean, or do I want to bone Harry Styles at Coachella is the I ultimate mean, question. I think Olivia Wilde would have a few things to say about that. You know, aren't you lucky, Olivia Wilde? <laughs> aren't you lucky? You made a really good movie. And you're boning Harry Styles. I feel like things are looking good for you. All right. I know. She's really figured something out. I loved Booksmart and I, you know, and I would, and like, you know, she like, she and Harry, like after, do you imagine her like taking off his sequined jumpsuit? Like, mm, you know, good for her. So wait, Kate. We didn't establish what I want here. Yeah. So you would rather be a rock star. Yeah, I love I love performing and I love yeah. performing live. Mm-hmm. I think it would be so much fun. I know there's a dark side. Don't get me wrong. 
But for the sake of this fantasy, I think I would much yes. more. Being a movie star is hard. Movies are boring. Like being on a set is boring. I don't know. I just, I That's also think fair. I know too much about what it is like to like make movies and it's not that glamorous. Right. It's just like work. Although then yeah. you get to go to the off. You know. Yeah. No, you're right. All those things are true. <sighs> All right. Well, so I guess we've established that I am going to be a big movie star and you're going to be a rock star. And like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Sorry if we have to stop doing this podcast to fulfill yeah. those dreams. But, you know, totally duty calls. Um. Okay. Kate, would you rather spend a whole day with friends or a whole day with pets? Friends? Yeah, me too. Like, what even <laughs> is this question? <laughs> okay. Would you rather be able to teleport or read minds? Ooh, I think reading minds would be a nightmare. I agree. I I would only want to be able to teleport. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I can't even I couldn't I couldn't handle reading minds. It would be so stressful. It would be so much. Yeah. I'm reading a book with my daughter where the main characters we're reading Keepers of the Lost Cities and the main character can like read people's she's a telepath. And like, it just is too much. It's too much. And she's 12. I couldn't do it at 42. Yeah, no, no, no. Mm-mm. All right. How about this? Would you rather share a room in a mansion or have your own room in a tiny house? I feel like this is sort of dependent on like what stage of life I'm at. Oh, go on. If I'm 44, like if if we're talking today, today, like tomorrow you wake up and you have to make this choice. I think, well, this is hard because like your own room in a tiny house, how many other people are living in this tiny house with me? If I'm living in a tiny house with like 10 other people, then like I'll take the mansion. If mm-hmm. it's like me and one other roommate in a tiny house, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I've actually done that. Like I lived in... um when I like one year when I lived in Philly, I lived in what's called a Trinity, which is a house with one room on each floor. Oh, cool! I've never heard of that. Um, I think it's like specific to Philadelphia, maybe also Baltimore. Um, and that was totally fine. Um, but I could also see myself being like twenty-two and being like a TikToker and sharing a room in like the hype house <laughs> stories you know I mean? in the hype house yeah i'm in the hype house yeah you and avani are sharing a room or like you and charlie d yeah, yeah exactly we're sharing a room and it's like soups fun oh my god i'm dying okay yeah i that you what about you I, you know in my brain i was like i live in the tiny house alone and it's like one of those dumb tiny houses mm-hmm. that are like you know made to be a tiny house and you have like a tiny house influencer mm-hmm. living in it then I'm mm-hmm. fine. I don't need a lot of space. I would live in a studio apartment happily alone. But I think you make a good point. Like we don't know who else is living with us. Exactly. So I'm going to I'm going to go with you. Like I would also live in a hype house. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Glad we established that. Me too. Um Okay, what's the weirdest thing in your backpack/purse right now? I mean, let me check have my backpack right here do you have an answer for this off the top of your head just trying to think about what's floating around in my purse right now i don't have it with me you know 
I feel like there would have been a time when like I probably would have had something weird in my mm. backpack, but I feel like I've actually gotten a little bit better at cleaning it out. So there's not a ton in here that's like weird. I mean, the only like I guess the weirdest thing is like bars for like like the fruit bars for my son. That sounds good. <laughs> and a change of a toddler change of clothes. Oh. That's, That's so cute. Yeah, yeah, so it's not like it's not anything weird. I don't think I have you? I don't I don't have my purse on me right now. I don't think mm-hmm. I would have anything that anyone would call weird. I think my problem is that I have like three of the same thing and it, my purse is not that big. Like I'll, I have like definitely have three sunglasses in my purse right now, three lip balms and more mm-hmm. so many masks. Mm-hmm. like and the mm-hmm. problem with all the masks is i don't know which masks are like dirty like that i've like worked out in because i you know i go to the gym and i wear my mask yeah, like which yeah, are like yeah, yeah. dirty sweaty masks and which are like clean and ready to be used masks i don't know so i think for me the problem is that i have a lot of a lot of repeat equipment in my bag mm. that's it and then there's always a random fidget because my kid always has some sort of item that they need to be held. They've always, right. They always have an item. Right. Yeah. All um, right. Look, hey, yes. let's take a break. Okay. And mm-hmm. we'll come back with a few more questions. All right. All right. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay, I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, Our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 
at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we are back. Now, how old is the oldest person you've ever met? This is such a strange question. Yeah, I don't, I mean, it would have to be someone like in their 90s, but I couldn't tell you exactly how old they were or who it was. Yeah, I think my grandmother's aunt, Jen, lived to be 100. And I think I definitely oh, wow. met her. Yeah, I met my aunt, my great great aunt jen yeah that's i think that's the oldest of anyone i've ever met that's pretty cool that's pretty good Maybe right 100 is yeah. like yeah yeah you've lived what's mm-hmm. the worst gift you've ever gotten okay well i can tell i can tell you what the worst gift i got at the time was i have since sort of like revised my opinion of it mm. but at the time i was like what i had an ex-boyfriend who got me a fire extinguisher for my birthday okay and i was like this is like i was like and he was very like utilitarian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was very practical sure and this is very practical very, almost like an aesthetic like he like he only bought exactly what he needed he would he would like save he didn't make that much money but he would like save up to buy like the nicest mat new laptop or something you know what i mean he had an expensive bike but he didn't have that much stuff right right he liked he liked the finer things in life but he didn't need a lot of things exactly and he and again like i said he was also very practical and so i feel like the fire extinguisher to him was in fact a very caring and thoughtful gift. Mm. And was it a fire extinguisher for an apartment or was it like a yes. tiny one? It was a, it was a small one that I could like keep in my kitchen. Hmm. Um, but I was like, okay. Yeah. What was your reaction <laughs> when you received it? I don't remember if I like was able to camouflage my, mm. you know, uh, surprise yep. at this yep. gift yeah. um but like i said i have now sort of i've since sort of revised my opinion of it i still don't think it was an appropriate birthday gift like i think it was something that he should have just gotten for me yeah yeah i agree um, did he wrap but it i don't remember this is a very long time ago i'm very old um so yeah what about you so again, in hindsight, like I have much more like tenderness towards this moment in my life. But at the time, this was devastating. <laughs> so for my 11th birthday, all I wanted was a phone. 
like it was I think I was going into sixth grade. I can't remember if this is a 11. landline to be a clear. Landline. Yeah, not a cell phone. Yes. And I, this was either right. when I was turning 11 or turning 12. I can't remember which one. All I wanted was a phone, a landline in my bedroom. And of course, I wanted like the see-through clear plastic phone. Oh, yes, yes, like, yes. It's all I freaking wanted. And my family went to Canopy Lake Park, an amusement in southern New Hampshire, which if you are from the Boston area you are very familiar with, hopefully. And we were sitting, I was sitting in the front seat and I think I opened my gift either before we went in or after, but I remember I was in the car and it was like a a box, like a big box. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like they're finally getting me a phone. I'm so excited. Like I was, I just, I knew, I knew it was a phone. And then I opened it up and it was a turquoise monogrammed bathrobe. And... <laughs> I was so which is like so not a phone. It's the opposite. And like <laughs> now if my parents gave me that, I would be really into it. But as a 12 or 11-year-old, I was like, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yeah. And I put the bathrobe over my head and I pretended to be excited, but I hid underneath it and started to cry because I was Aww. so because <laughs> I wanted the phone so badly. And, you know, then I just had this bathrobe, which I guess I used. I wasn't a really big bathrobe person as a tween. Yeah, I don't think I had a bathrobe as a tween. It was really heavy. I remember the bathrobe being very heavy. And I also like, then it makes me sad when I'm like, oh, my mom like thought I was going to want a bathrobe and like she monogrammed it. I think it was monogrammed. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, that's it. That's, 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 that was a soul crusher of a moment for my poor little spoiled 12 year old self did you ever get a phone eventually i did get a landline in my room i think probably in like seventh or eighth grade mm. oh landlines i never got a phone in my room <gasps> stop yeah i was not allowed wow and they even in high school even in high school oh. i did not have a phone in my room oh my god your parents and are... i had to get off the phone i had to get off the phone at 10 Holy like on smokes. the dot. Like if I was not off the phone at ten, like my dad would pick up the phone and be like, "Dory." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest part. That like our kids definitely don't understand this, and I'm I'm sure that anyone listening to this podcast does, unless you're like twenty. But people, anyone in the house could just pick up the phone and get in on your call, or could just sit and listen to could it. Listen, yeah. Yes. Sometimes, and like you might not be able to tell. No. So it was so, so, yeah, so like, I feel like at some point we probably got a cordless phone while I was in high school. Right, but, right. I mean, there was there was a quite a long period of time when like if I wanted like privacy, I had to t- my dad had this little office off the kitchen that I could sit in and talk on the phone in there. But otherwise, the options were the kitchen, which oh. like, no, or my parents room, which again, no, <laughs> those were the only phones. So, you know, I, I, look, I'm, I was not a deprived child, but but the phone thing, it's like now now it's so different that like it does feel like we grew up in the ancient times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to tell my kids this the next time they give me any saltiness about anything. Be like Dory had to sit in a tiny office on a landline and she had to get off at 10 o'clock or her parents would get on their phone and tell her to get oh, off the phone. My God. <laughs> also, like if a boy called your house, like 
and you didn't pick up. It was like a thing, you know, it was just like, there was no, there was no, the privacy was like not really mm-hmm. there. <laughs> no, there was no privacy. Oh, <sighs> Ooh, wow. that's traumatizing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all survived, but <sighs> okay. Um, Kate, Yes. If your family, I like this question. If your family owned a restaurant, what job would everyone have? Mm, my brother would be the cook. He's a really good cook. I feel like my dad and I would be the hosts. We're both the most outgoing. And I have been a host in a restaurant or hostess, whatever you want to call it, in a restaurant before. I was terrible at like bussing and waiting tables, but I was a very good host. And I guess I would make my mom be the server, but she also, well, my mom's not alive. So her ghost, I guess. No, her ghost would just haunt the restaurant. <laughs> my mom's ghost would just fuck with the restaurant. And then my, well, my stepmom is a good cook too. But my stepmom, I actually think would be a good server because she's just on top of stuff. She's a really good conversationalist. She's gregarious. And, but she's not like a worrier. Like my dad and I would be too anxious. We would definitely drop things. My stepmom would be probably the best at handling the stresses of being a server. Cause it's like, that's a, being a server, you have to be like good with people, good on your feet, good on handling change, and then also like physically capable. You know what I find very interesting, Kate? That I didn't do my husband and my kids. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, it's you so weird. You did your family of origin. I know. I didn't even think about that until just as we were wrapping up, I was like, oh, weird. I have my own family. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which I can just say, like, Anthony would be the manager. I, again, would be the host. I'd put Eleanor, my 11-year-old, in the kitchen. Oh, I don't know. Eleanor would wait tables and that would put the nine-year-old in the kitchen and that would be a disaster, but that's kind of the best I can do. I mean, that's fair. Anthony would manage. I think he would run a tight ship. Your if, turn. If it was like my family, um, I think Matt would be the executive chef. He would be the, he would be the cook. Henry would be the manager. Oh yeah, he would. He's like ready to go for that job already. <laughs> He's ready to go. Yesterday yeah. morning, he like made me. He made us clean. Like the whole morning. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no. He made us take out the trash. Then he wanted to get the dustbuster. Like, look at him vacuum stuff up. Like it was just like, come on, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess I would be the host. I'd probably be the host. But if it was my family of origin, I think my brother would be the waiter. He has experience waiting tables. My mom would be the host. My sister would be the manager. Oh, yes. My dad. What would my dad do? <laughs> <laughs> Your dad could just like, like oh, you sit know and chat dad, with people. No, my dad. No, my dad would be the dishwasher. He's really good at washing oh, dishes. Anthony's also good at or like a or like a bus boy. He'd yeah. be a bus boy dishwasher. And I you know, I think in that scenario, I guess I would be the chef. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Just picture you in like a white hat. 
a toke. <laughs> you do cook. You could definitely be the chef. I do cook. I do cook. I do cook. I think it would have to be either my brother mm. or me as as the chef. Definitely not my sister. <laughs> no, no. your sister's but your sister's um, perfect for a restaurant manager. Like that is her personality. Oh yes, she would shine. Yeah. Um, and like my mom, she just she she doesn't use salt. So like I mean, how? <laughs> Even when we were growing up, like before anyone had like high blood pressure, no salt. So she can't be the chef. No salt and okay. no phone in your room. I am. I can't come over your house. <laughs> I was. I really grew up <laughs> in the dark ages. Very deprived. Very deprived. Very deprived child. Um. Okay. I think we have time for a couple more. Okay. Kate, do you want to choose one and I'll choose one? Yes. If you could choose an instrument to play, one that you don't already play, aka piano, which one would you choose? Okay. So I have actually thought about this. I've always been so fascinated by the cello. Mm. I think people who play the cello, like, they're just interesting people. I might not be interesting enough to play the cello, but that is an instrument that I would be interested in playing. Also, if we're talking about like rock music, the bass. Oh, fun. Mm. I think I have a bassist personality. You kind of hold it all together. Yeah. And like, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little behind the scenes. You're a little funky though. The, yeah. I'm not the front man or front woman, but I'm, I'm like in inter integral to the, whole operation what about you kate i think i this is a this is a challenging question for me because i am not really drawn to any instrument when i was a kid i think i've told you this i asked for bagpipe lessons but we couldn't find anyone to teach me the bagpipe so i learned recorder and then oh clarinet oh my god do you know this and amazing i wanted to no. play the bagpipes when i was seven wait really in in like in New England, there was yeah. no one to teach you well, bagpipes? Well, do you think there was no one to teach you bagpipes? Or do you think my parents were like, we're not fucking having bagpipes in this house. So yeah, you're going to take definitely. recorder and then clarinet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because yeah, your parents course, were like, eh, eh. Yeah, of course, in Massachusetts, there's Scots right. floating around. Yeah. Like half the whole white people of the state have some sort of Scottish blood. Okay. Oh my god. So but so I'm not but I'm not really drawn to instruments. I think I would pick either piano or guitar because I love the idea of getting to like play popular music that I know. Mm. Like I'm envious my whole family takes piano lessons. Maybe I could join them, but I'd rather sleep in. But it's never yeah. too late. They all like, you know, they're like my kids will like be playing driver's license and singing along Aww. and i think that's cool like i would i would like that, that i just feel cool. like piano and guitar are just like two classics that you can do that with that is definitely true and then i guess also bagpipes i still would like to learn the bagpipes oh my gosh if you took up the bagpipes that would be literally i think the coolest thing you've ever done <laughs> so you're like practicing in your backyard oh, it would be and your so neighbors loud. are like what's happening <laughs> It would be 
so our Scottish so regiment in our neighborhood. Yeah, like no one wants to be neighbors with a bagpiper, especially no maybe a bagpiper, yes, but not a person learning learning bagpipes. No way. Oh gosh, wow. I mean, I feel like this could still happen. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, life is young. Life is young. I'm young. Life, life is life is long, and I'm young, and I can learn life bagpipes. All right. Okay. You're last. You're you're the this last. Is the, this is the last. Yeah. This is the last question, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna modify it a tad. Um, and it's and it's like a little similar to the last one, but if you could pick up like any skill or hobby, and be like in like, and you're like good at it, what would it be? And it's not something that I already do. It's not something that you already okay. do. I think I'm going to go with, well, you know what I would love to be able to do, but I don't think I would actually enjoy it is surfing and skateboarding. Those are things that I would love to do in theory, but I think I would actually hate both of them. So if I was like, very fun, it looks really hard. So I think I would pick surfing and skateboarding. Those are two things I've always wanted to learn how to do. I'm definitely never going to skateboard having after breaking my hand this year. Like I never want to oh, yeah, yeah, deal yeah, with yeah, the injuries yeah. that come along with it. I know. We, yeah, yeah. No, no, but no. surfing is something I would love to learn how to do and like do it well. Yeah. But like, can I ask a real question about surfing? My contacts, yes. my contact lenses fall out in the water. So what do people like? And I once was like, I would just surf in goggles. And like, everybody was like, no, you wouldn't. So what do people do when you wear contacts? What do surfers do? That's a great question. It's a real question I have. Yeah, I guess I could Google it, but I'm just going to pose it here on this podcast. (laughs) How about you? I would love to know your choice. Okay. I was going to say horseback riding, which I feel like you would appreciate. But I think my actual answer is sewing. Oh, for pleasure? Or yes, sewing for pleasure. Oh, with a machine or would you hand stitch? I would primarily use a machine, but I would like know how to hand. I mean, mm. I can. I mean, you know, but like you know, being able to like make clothes or make a quilt or yeah. I I realize these are all things I could easily learn. Well, yeah, I have but- been talking about getting a sewing machine for literally. 20 years well, and I've never done it. And I think that it's one of those, it's one of those, like, if you really wanted to, you would situations. I think I want to, but I don't want to like quite enough. Well, it's also you know kind I mean? of like, have you ever used a sewing machine? Do you know how to use them? Yes. Okay. So my you, mom had, my mom yeah. can sew and has had, has a sewing machine. And like, I would sometimes use it and like, you know, in home economics, we mm-hmm. had to sew and like make pillows and stuff. I mean, I did used to make my own clothes as a young 17 year old going to fish concerts. I used to make all I mean, sorts of patchwork, patchwork clothes. <laughs> <laughs> was not, not a hot look, but uh, uh, it was mine. Yeah, that's a great, I think that's a really lovely, I actually think you would be really good at quilting. My aunt is an amazing quilter. It's such a beautiful you know, art form. My mom took, like, learned how to quilt. That's like so 10 cool. years ago, she took a class and it's been really fun for her. So, 
you know, I feel like maybe this is a thing that I like take up in my golden years. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a lovely, you know, that gives you some time, you know? Totally. Yes. I'll be surfing, (laughs) surfing safari with (laughs) listening to the Beach Boys and you'll be sewing. I can't wait. Uh, Maybe I'll sew you a wetsuit. (laughs) I feel like that's going to be... Can you sew through that tough, like, scuba-esque material? I mean, someone has to, right? Like, how else are they made? Someone has to sew them. I guess you need, like, an industrial sewing machine or something. Yeah. Mm, Well, what a fun conversation. Really took my mind off of the weight of the world. Yeah, this was super fun. I hope we can do it again. Thank you so much to (laughs) yourdictionary.com. Yesterday, uh, I was for like, 66 unexpected getting to know you questions for students. <laughs> students of life. <laughs> Wait, okay, what were you going to say? I was going to say thank you, Dory, for like when I was like, hey, what if we did a 20 questions thing? You immediately were like, I found some questions and put them in the document. Mm, yes, yes. If anyone um, wants to share their answers to any of these questions, I would love yeah, we will, to know we will link to this to this site in, in the show notes. Um, it's like, I mean, you heard all the questions we asked. There's a whole other set on this page that are really geared to students that we did not read. Yeah. Um, but I always think things like this are fun because there's always like unexpected answers. I would never would have thought you were going to say sewing. I mean, I didn't either. That really came out of left field. That's the best feeling, though, when you like really tap into your essential mm-hmm. desires a little bit. Yeah, totally. You know? <sighs> mm. well, okay, Kate, well. This was fun. All right, well. Let's do it again sometime. Oh, and we we do have to do the ending of this episode. Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer, and it's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is Acast. Bye, everyone.